if you find you are constantly surrounded by small-minded, petty women, it is because women of value know you simply have nothing to offer them. Perception. <laughs> Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. I never thought my life could be anything but a catastrophe. Suddenly I begin to see a bit of good luck for me. Because I've got a golden ticket. <laughs> All right. So obviously, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a singer, as you can tell. Please, uh, I won't be doing that again, at least this episode, so stay right where you're at. I am, even though I'm not a singer, your humble host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. I'm joined, as always, by co-host Amber Green, if she hasn't ran out of the room here. Uh, and we're going to be talking not about the lyrics to that song. You're probably thinking, what, what was that? What's that? From. I know I can place it. What was that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the first little verse into a chorus or pre-chorus from the song I've Got a Golden Ticket from the 1971 movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And it's a wild movie. I'm sure most of you've seen it. If you haven't, where have you been? I, I don't... I can't even believe that there could be someone who has not seen the movie or one of its sequels or prequels or remakes or reboots or have read the books, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and all of the other nonsense that goes along with all of that. We're not going to be discussing that song, the movie or any of the books or, or anything else. However, we're going to be talking about something somewhat similar in a very disturbing way. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, not Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Moreover, we're going to be talking about the very disturbing story of Randy Good and his misogynistic candy and ice cream chocolate factory. And if you're not familiar with that name and that story, then you've probably not been on social media in East Central Indiana and, and further out in the last couple of weeks. This is a story that went viral here in my neck of the woods. If you're listening to this from Indiana, I'm sure you're aware of what I'm talking about. This made all of the news outlets, the papers, the TV and radio news, and, and various other outlets all over Indiana. It also made USA Today, and I believe somebody said it made maybe People or the New York Times had a little story on it uh, because it kind of fits in with a lot of 
other current stories that have been going on over the last couple of years because it deals with uh, wokeness and cancel culture. Uh, so we're going to be talking about this. Amber and I are going to be talking about this from the perspective of a male and a female. We're going to be looking into what happened. Uh, just a very brief synopsis. This was a man who owned a business who felt like he needed some help. He did what a lot of people in his position do nowadays. He went on Facebook, created a help wanted post and then absolutely turned his life's work into a pile of shit. Uh, he crashed it into the mountain with one brief post and then follow-up rebuttals and responses, and now it is uh, very meme-worthy. It definitely went viral. It is a big uh, sensation and a big discussion, and so we're going to be talking about all of that uh, and asking the question... And the question needs to be asked, was this a man who was misunderstood, maybe a little misguided, and cancel culture got him and, and that should not have happened? Or is this the universe and karma writing a wrong. So we're going to be talking about all of that in this episode. We hope that you sit back and enjoy this episode. Maybe it'll make you think. Maybe you agree with us. Maybe you disagree with us. We would definitely love to hear from you. As always, we know that you're here and we thank you for being here and listening to this episode, but we ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Remind them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites, like literally every single one of them. Have them look for us by name. Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. They can also go to the home link at perception.fireside.fm or they can simply go to the Google machine and Google Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. We'll pull right up. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318. There I release live video episodes that you will not want to to miss. So I would definitely have you check all of that out. Now we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to get into the story of Randy Good and his misogynistic chocolate factory. We'll be right back. Hey folks, it's Chris, and I need to talk to you about something very important. See, right now, you would generally be hearing a paid advertisement or a paid sponsorship. And those are very important to the show because that's how I make money. I don't ask you guys for cash. I don't ask you guys for donations. I don't, I don't push Patreon, and none of my content is behind a paid wall because I want as many people to be able to hear it as possible. So the way the podcast and I make money is through sponsorships and paid advertisements, and this is generally where the first A-roll advertisement would go. So it makes no sense for me to give one of those spots up, but I felt like it was the right thing to do 
because of what we're going to be talking about in tonight's episode. So this company that I'm going to be talking about in just one second is not a sponsorship of the podcast. They do not endorse any views that I or Amber or anyone else would share on this podcast. And quite frankly, they could possibly be mad that I'm even doing this. But I feel like I need to give them a little bit of good word because of what we're going to be talking about tonight. And so this spot that would generally make me some money, I am giving up to give a non-paid, non-endorsed advertisement to Goods Candy Shop, the original Goods, in Kennard, Indiana. Goods Candy Shop, the original, is located at 116 South Main Street, Kennard, Indiana. They are a wonderful family-owned candy shop. I've been there. It's fantastic. Their phone number is 765-785-6776. You can find them on Facebook at Goods Candies, the original. Please, they're going through a little bit of a hard time because of what we're going to be talking about in tonight's show. So maybe give them a good review on Facebook. Stop by, give them your business, tell them they are fantastic, and help show them the kindness that we Hoosiers like to show small business. They are not, they are not friends of the podcast. They might be in the future. They do not sponsor this podcast. They are not giving me money for this. And they do no way endorse what I could possibly say or what I have said or what Amber could say or what she has said about this or anything else. I just felt out of the kindness of my heart, I needed to give them a little bit of a plug here. Give Goods a shot. Go check them out. Give them a call. Look them up on Facebook and let them know that you are happy they're in business. Back to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Episode 157, Perception is Reality. Randy Goods, misogynistic chocolate factory. They do more than just chocolate. They have other sweets and, and ice creams there, but I think they're known for their chocolates. They've also got ice cream, but I think the big thing is the chocolates, right? The ice cream is better than the candy. Is it really? You, well, I've only been twice, and I mean, I guess it's better than the candy if you liked it served with a nice heaping side of misogyny but <laughs> well that's that's <laughs> that's the thing so let's just say i didn't taste it at the time <laughs> right yeah, right, right. Oh. well <laughs> i i always kind of thought that it was a really good kind of wholesome family operation where you have like the grandma and grandpa working and their children and the grandchildren and maybe the high school friends kind of all working together to make the dream work for the family operation but apparently that's not what's been going on there that the business Business is owned and operated and ran by this Mr. Randy Good, who I think figures himself out to be some kind of real-life Willy Wonka or Charlie from the Chocolate Factory, and he's out here spreading good cheer and misogyny to all of the good little boys and girls, well, mostly girls, uh, in the world, and it's not really a family operation at all. If you look them up, it says online, 
line that they are an old-fashioned chocolate candy and ice cream shop offering seasonal specialties and, ooh, guided tours. Oh. So, yeah, that's that's very special. Can um, we get the pukers pointed <laughs> out to us on those tours? If you're not familiar with what a puker is, stand by, you will be. But before we get into that, let's, let me, I gotta break it down like this so we are aware of what exactly is going on here. If you listened, obviously, to the break, I talked about a goods candy shop in Kennard, Indiana. That is not this location. So apparently, in a very close proximity, within about 15 miles of each other, Kennard to Anderson's about 15 miles, 15 minutes. There are two goods candy shops, and they deal with very similar things. Apparently, at one point, they were all part of the same family, but at this point, they are distant cousins, and they are ran independently of each other. So the goods in Anderson has nothing to do with the goods in Kennard and vice versa, and it is the goods in Anderson that is currently having the problem and the goods candy in Kennard that is fantastic and they're dealing with all of this which has been hard on them and we'll deal with that in a moment but the focus is on the store in Anderson, Indiana where apparently Mr. Randy Good the owner of this store felt as though he needed some help and he decided to put out a help-wanted ad on Facebook, which is fantastic and wonderful, and everybody is familiar with these type of posts. We've all seen them from various businesses all over social media and in-store windows, because let's face it, right now in America, there is an employment crisis. There are places that need employees, there are employees that need to make more, there are employees that don't want to work because they're making too much money from the government to stay home, all kind of interconnected with the pandemic and the wage issue or crisis that the left talks about in America. There are various different reasons for what's currently going on, and each and every one of those could have their very own show, hell, probably their very own bank of shows, and we could talk about that until we're blue in the face, and that's maybe a, a topic for another day, but Suffice it to say, there is definitely a shortage of workers right now. So Mr. Randy Good, like many, many, many other employees, decided to turn to social media to put out his help wanted ad in probably the belief that more people would see it that way. And let me tell you, uh, more people did see it. Tons and tons and tons of people from all over Indiana and beyond saw his ad. I feel though it wasn't exactly the kind of publicity that he was hoping for. So when he first put this post out, I actually saw it straight away, but because I saw what it was the help wanted and I didn't want a job at this man's chocolate factory, I didn't read it and I just kind of skipped over it until a couple of hours later when one of my friends sent me a message and said, hey, have you seen this? And I was like, yeah, what, what's the big deal? And they're like, no, no, go check it out. And I went back and read it and I was like, oh my God. So I was kind of in, not like within the first couple minutes or something, but I was definitely there on the ground floor of watching this unfold and I just couldn't believe it. When did you actually see it? So it didn't get popular. Like it was up for like three days before it had any shares. So I saw it right as the comment section was starting to blow up, like 
the first time I viewed it, it was at like 150 comments. And by like two hours later, it was like upwards of a thousand comments. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So it, it, when it took off, it took off. Oh yes. Yes. And what's interesting to me is I always kind of look at things that go viral and I'm like, eh, why did this go viral? How did this go viral? What happened that made this out of all of the other posts all of the other videos, all of the other happenings, what made this post video happening or whatever go viral? And I kind of always kind of try to backtrack that and see what happened. I think that's very interesting to me. I think it's a very interesting psychological study in what humans in this age like, what they respond to, what kind of gets them that dopamine hit in some way of sharing this over that or whatever. So I always look at things like that. But when I finally took the second to read this from start to finish, I instantly knew that this was going to be big, big, big. I did too. As soon as, yeah, after I shared it, I, I think Chris was working and I either sent it to him or told him about it. And I was like, I like, I think news stations are going to pick this up. And he was like, oh no, nobody's going to care that much. It's Anderson. And I was like, exactly. Nothing happens there. <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. So I was actually in this store back in December buying a gift, buying some candy. And what actually happened was I went to the Kennard store first and they were closed, I think still due to COVID restrictions. And I thought that these were two different locations, but the same store. So when I saw that Kennard was closed, I just found that the other store location, which I thought again was the same store, was close. It was just 15 minutes away in Anderson. So I traveled there and I went in and I bought my box of candy as a gift. And I actually heard an employee talking to quote unquote, Mr. Good from behind the counter. I never saw Mr. Good, but I heard this employee talking to him and they seemed to be having a fairly decent discussion. And I kind of had in my mind a picture of what I thought this Mr. Good would look like. And then when the employee came around the counter, he was kind of like making fun maybe of what Mr. Good had said, but I didn't think anything about it at the time. I just thought it was kind of a younger employee, whatever. And so I kind of think now uh, maybe that these people really were kind of uh, seeing him for who he was, and I just didn't know. I kind of assumed that he would have been an older man and he would have had his head, you know, on straight and been normal and, and he wouldn't have been a quack, you know. I I just never knew what what was going on there, but I, I heard him and I saw the reaction of the employee, but I didn't ever see him. I didn't see him until he started coming out and defending his post, and I've actually got the post pulled up here, and I'm going to read the post for you all. I will also have a link to it so you can see the post for yourself in the description of this episode. But again, it looks like a regular help wanted ad for the first few lines, and I'm going to go ahead and read it to you here. We are getting close to candy slash ice cream librium. I guess that's like equilibrium. I really didn't understand what he was doing with that line. But then it goes on to say positions available full or part-time, customer greeting and service, 
ice cream cake decorating and other ice cream duties packing. If any of these sound good to you, our starting wage is $11 per hour. Apply at the shop. Working for goods is fairly easy as long as you work hard, be nice. This is our motto. Okay, all right. So far, so good. Everything sounds normal to me. Everything sounds normal to you. It sounds hunky-dory. Let's continue. I've seen every kind of human being in my 40 years in business. I pretty much know within an hour what kind of employee one will be or if an employee will work out. Most interview very well, and it turns out well. Some interview well, and it turns out not so well. Okay, that sounds normal. He goes on to say, I've heard every excuse for not being able to perform here. Every excuse begins with can't, which translates into I don't want to. Ha! Okay, that seemed kind of misplaced, but we'll talk about that in a moment. Can you imagine saying to your boss after you've read and claimed to have understood what is required of you that you can't do it? Why, I would have died before saying that. Ha! Now, I gotta say, the sentiment that he is expressing here, that over his 40 years in business, he's seen every kind of employee, and he knows that some will interview well and do well, and others will interview well and do poorly. He knows that there are some that interview poorly but do well, and he's heard and seen every excuse in the book. I understand what he's saying there. I've worked in a business, and I've been over people. My father was the owner of a business, and I completely understand that sentiment. Most people that have worked in business get to this point. It's kind of like a sixth sense that they develop after being a manager or a leader or an owner of a, of a business or of a company for any length of time at all. You just kind of develop this habit. And what he's saying here makes sense. Now, the ha's are a little strange. That's not me laughing at his post. That's rather me reading that word that he has typed in in a couple strange places. So the haws are a little weird. Yeah. But once you see a picture of this guy, like if you're listening, guys, you have to find the link. I will definitely put a link to all of this, his picture and his statement and everything else in the description of this episode. Once you see a picture of him, the haws will make so much more sense. Oh, absolutely. I said from the get-go of seeing him that he kind of reminded me of Bruce Jenner when he wasn't sure if he wanted to be Caitlyn Jenner yet or not, but it was just kind of in that interim phase. But to my knowledge, this gentleman is not going through transition. He just seems to be eccentric. The other thing that came to mind almost immediately was the killer in the Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill or Jame Gum, you know, the bad guy, Ted Levine from the end of the movie, not Hannibal Lecter, but the guy that they were chasing and that Hannibal Lecter was helping Clarice Starling with. Uh, James Gum, and he kind of reminded me of that man so much so that I actually made some memes of James Gum, Ted Levine, the actor, in various different scenes of the movie, and uh, some of those are floating around there, and I might put some links for those in the description as well. I'm not really sure. You might have to Google those, but they're pretty funny. You can just kind of imagine it puts the chocolate on the pretzel or else it gets the hose again kind of thing. Very, <laughs> very... <laughs> 
uh, very strange. That's that's all that can be said. Just very strange. I've heard folks that know him describe him as eccentric, almost like he feels as though maybe he's living in some kind of movie world where he is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka, and he lives that kind of eccentric, crazy lifestyle because he believes that's actually him. I don't really know what's going on there. I'm not trying to delve into his personal life, and I'm trying to knock him or make fun of his personal life. But when you sit down and do as he did, you kind of open yourself up for this. And so he has to be able to take it if he can dish it out. And he sure does dish it out. But yeah, it's been kind of strange so far, but we're getting ready to crash the, the plane straight into the mountain with what he is riding next. Let's take a look at that. So he says, we've had the know-it-all, the complainer, the whiner, the lazy, manipulative, roamers, hiders, absent or late, liars, haters, clock watchers, willful, controllers, passive aggressors, pukers, which, of course, like, I had no clue what that meant. Uh, you know, he says, I'll explain in a moment. Yes, yeah, that's, so I read that, and I, and he was like, oh, I'll explain more I'll about explain this. I'll explain in a and minute. I, like, I thought there was going to be, like, some, like, puking on the candy line. Yeah. Like, I was picturing, like, I love Lucy. Right, yes, going yes. bad. Right, right. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, maybe it's some young girl on her first, like, her first day working ever, and she's super nervous. The I Love Lucy thing is the exact first thing that came to mind, because I thought, like, well, maybe these people are allowed to eat the imperfections. Maybe they are allowed to eat every tenth piece of candy. Maybe there's something that goes on here where they are allowed to eat more sweets than what they normally would can you know consume in a day and when these people first start working here they kind of go crazy and that's the exact first thing that i thought let me tell you ladies and gentlemen as he says he goes on to explain later it has nothing to do with what we just talked about so he goes on to say, worst of all of these people, worst of the people that are lazy, manipulative, aggressors, these apparent pukers that we're going to learn about, worst of all combined are splitters. What are splitters? Well, he goes on to tell us that splitting is a behavior of girls. Young mostly, but not always. All right, this is where we just completely drive it off the tracks. He continues, usually this is taught by their mothers. This is a person who talks about others in an attempt to split people apart and feel better about themselves. You know, the people who say, so-and-so said this about you and I couldn't believe it. So-and-so is so stuck up, she thinks she's better than us. And it goes. This, my friends, is action in poison. These misguided gals have no end game. It's just spreading and stirring, all the while believing they are innocent. It's such a common thing among girls. This is where toxicity and drama find their roots. Okay, when I read this, I was like, oh no, brother, what are you doing? But he doesn't stop there. He goes on to say, I'll admit it's hard to deal with. They're very good at what they do. Many times they are good workers, which is even more frustrating. I can also say with certainty there is no cure. Nobody can ever get better from this, apparently. 
I've tried over <laughs> the years, but they can't fix what you don't believe to be true. They deny it 100% of the time. They call it helping. Boys seldom practice this because this is the 1940s and we're all knuckle-dragging mesomorphs that do not know how to discuss things. They just duke it out because they're Neanderthals and insanity, man. What is he writing here? He also finishes this line with his now famous ha. He then goes on to say if a splitter can recruit, which is one of her tools, she feels vindicated. If she can't find someone to join her, she will leave. <laughs> absolute insanity. Absolute insanity. All right. So now this next part is where he explains to us finally what a puker is. Pukers are those we know, and just like splitters, we all know one who approaches you daily, they dump their stuff on you, and then they go about their business. All they want to do is complain about their stuff to someone who will listen so they can feel normal. They walk away each time, and you are left holding the bag of puke. They feel great, and you feel well, like you've been puked on. They are exhausting. Some of these behaviors we can manage, most we cannot. Since we demand friendliness, courteousness, hard work, and more, bad behaviors pop up quickly. It is the worst part of employing folks. If they make it so far as it reaches me, I free up their future. Most of the time, our culture will drum them out. If they can't find reception of their poor behavior, they move on. On the other side... I free up their future. Like their freaking end game was to work for Willy Wonka forever. <laughs> right. This was going to be their career being yeah. the ice cream scooper. When I quit being a cart girl for Marsh in 2006, I did not feel like I was freeing up my future. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're I didn't clear. even think about that. Yeah, that is a very crazy thing to say. <laughs> All right, he, he goes on here. On, on the other side of this, on the other side of this, there are wonderful people that we have in our employee. Everyone works hard, everyone is friendly, and they either brought the tools with them to do what we do here or they have learned along the way. When they hit on what we do, it is very rewarding to watch. This is the most joyful experience I have here. If you enjoy being your best, goods is for you, Randy Good. PR extraordinaire. <laughs> so as you can imagine, uh, everybody read this whenever it was that he originally posted this, and everybody's minds exploded at the same time, and rightfully so. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so Amber, I'm very interested in your take on this as a woman, and I really want to hear what you have to say, but, and, and I'm going to give you the chance first, but before we get started in that, I do have to throw this out there, and I know, I feel like we've talked about this nearly every episode somehow it gets brought up since you've been on the show, but it's just the world that we live in. I hate cancel culture. I hate the idea of the fact that you can never make a mistake. If you do make a mistake, it's the end of the world for you. If you make a mistake when you're a teenager and you've lived a perfect life since and you're now 60 
and that mistake that you made or you said a wrong word or you looked at somebody different or you did this or you did that or you told an off-color joke or this or that or the other, that when you're 60 years old, that can create a culture in which your entire life's work can be wiped away in an instant. Or the flip side of that, you could say or do something stupid when you're just a kid, but you're not allowed to ever learn and improve. It's like we no longer allow for growth. If somebody looks at something wrong or if they're taught wrong or, or you know, it's like we have no understanding that people can change their way of thinking anymore. And the whole worst case scenario as far as that's concerned and the biggest example that I use in the whole uh, cancel culture and the fight against cancel culture is the story of the NASCAR driver. Look, people, you all know that I'm not a big sports fan, and I'm certainly not a big race fan. Racing is the worst of the sports. Um, oh. I know. Now, <laughs> it's uh, a rough weekend I, to say that. Why is that? Was the Super Bowl in town? No, I know, I know. The freaking Indy 500 was just here a couple days ago. And, you know, here, here's the thing. I've always said I'm, like, apparently not a real Hoosier. I love the state of Indiana, and I feel like I am a Hoosier through and through. But I've always said that some people, some secret racing police are going to pin me down someday and yank my Indiana Hoosier card away from me and take my Hoosier heritage away because I say openly that I hate the Indy 500 and racing in general. It's just such a mindless sport. Not the fans, not the people who like it, and I'm not NASCAR bashing or whatnot. I just don't understand the type of racing that these people watch. Going around a track in one direction for three or four hours seems horrible to me. I've been to live races. I've watched them on TV. The cautions, how long it takes, it's just horrible. I hate all of it, but I digress. The reason I say all of that is because I'm going to get some of the facts of this wrong because I am not the largest race fan in the world, and I'm certainly not any really sports fan, but racing is the very least. So, back to the point. There was a race car driver that lost major sponsorships because his father had used the N-word decades before. So, this gentleman was from Ireland. He was an Irish driver, Connor Daly, or Daly. I don't know which way they pronounce it. And he was really tearing up NASCAR. And he was like a hot young new thing. And he had a lot of sponsorships. And he was doing well. I, mean, I think, matter of fact, right before this all blew up, he had won like the pole position in the race. For those of you that are race fans, I think he might have been the pole setter. And it came out that his father in the 80s, had told a joke or gave an interview where he had said something, and in that sentence or joke or phrase or whatever, he had used the N-word. Now, in Ireland, it has a little bit different meaning than it does here, and when the father learned that, he felt horrible. He then lived a whole life, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and then here we are in the 2018s, 19s, 20s, 
And this man's son is a race car driver doing well, living his best life. And he is canceled because of something that his father said 35 years before. And if that's not the most disgusting story that you've ever heard, then you're dead. Okay? You're an idiot. That is a horrible situation. And that is not something that we should be proud of in this country today. Racism is not something to be proud of. But overly aggressive, crazy-ass cancel culture is certainly not something to be proud of either. And that's my big horror story with that. So my fear with, with all of this was, is this cancel culture that's occurring right now with Mr. Randy Good, or is it something else? Because, look, we fight against cancel culture here. I know, Amber, you're not a fan of cancel culture. I'm not. We have fought against it in other episodes, against other situations. We have always pushed back against cancel culture, and I just want to put that on the record here. So now that we have all of that out of the way, as a woman, Amber, what did you think about this ignorant ass, <laughs> help wanted ad that Mr. Randy Good put out for his magically misogynistic chocolate factory? I got offended by the, usually from their mothers. That really got me because that is just insinuating that the mother is the parent instilling the bad habits. And I don't believe that that's always true or even majority true. And it's also like it's kind of taking the responsibility off of the splitter, which right. kind of made me mad, too. Like you're trying to speak on the qualities that you want in an employee. But in the same token, you're taking the responsibility of having those qualities off of them which seemed really counterproductive um and i as i read it i was like you know he's kind of right like high school girls are dramatic college girls are dramatic but it's not always girls i have met plenty of grown-ass men really more like as of late sure and i'm I will be 33 a week from today, FYI. So it is not just young girls that do it. Anyone is capable of splitting anyone else if their motives are there. Sure. And I read, like, I went to the comments. The puker I got, because we, I mean, he's right. We all do know someone. Um, but if you did not know someone before reading that post, your designated puker is now Randy Good because he exhibited that he is one himself. Yes! So that, again, I was like, okay, you're, like, I kind of get your message, but you're contradicting yourself, so it's really hard to get behind. Right. And then, like, of course I went to the comments right away, just like everybody else. And like I said, when I first started looking at it, the comments were, I mean, they were all, like, ripping him. Absolutely but they were pretty quiet. Like it was basically just unanimous. Oh, you're an idiot. Why would you yes. post this? Uh -huh. Then as I went back a couple hours later, it was, it was turning into the cancel culture stuff. And 
my husband was just like, oh no, that's bullshit. I hate the cancel culture. And I was like, you know, I hate it too. Like, let's see how he handles it. Right. And then he showed us in the comments how he was going to handle it. And I was like, no, no, I'm totally okay with cancel culture getting So what did he do or say in the comments? I didn't ever see any of his responses. I guess I might have been tagging him in things, and maybe he blocked me, but I never saw him responding to anybody. Uh, The only time I saw him stating anything that he believed outside of his ignorant posts were in his interview where he did double down on everything, and so he definitely showed his ass there. But what was he saying in the comments? comments that that would have been wonderful to see oh he anytime he he specifically went after the females okay he didn't reply to very many males which doesn't surprise me because he doesn't he doesn't really strike me as alpha so much Yeah, right and it was all well hello ladies hello sweethearts i can see you are just like the puker i'm mentioning Uh, and i was just like oh no like dude you know nothing about these people you you are known i mean the comments were lighting him up left and right for only hiring young females he didn't deny that in any of the comments and then he just goes after all the females one of them said something to the effect of oh i've I apologize when I'm wrong if that happens, but it's not been known to happen. And I'm just like, ew. So not only are women, you know, the lesser personality types that have to split people and puke on them, they're also the types that are undeserving of an apology because you made yourself look like an absolute ass. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. So I didn't know all of that. That makes it even worse. Yeah, that's the comments really got me more than the original post. Like, yeah, the original post, like I shared it and I was like, you know, tell me you're a shitty business owner without telling me you're a shitty business owner. (laughs) And and it was pretty self-explanatory. But the comments are what really got me because I've not ever employed anyone directly like where it was my income, like my business, Mm -hmm. um, because I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. But I have interviewed people. I have hired people. I have fired people. I have promoted people. Like I've done all of those things. And it was like he single-handedly wrote the this is what you don't do as a leader handbook. Right. In that post. Like there was no constructive criticism there was nothing private about it. There was no like compassion, which I'm not when it comes to work and worth work ethic. I'm not a super compassionate person, but I do understand that people have lives and people go through things. Sure. Absolutely. And everything about all of his comments was just, I am morally superior. I am, you know, I have a better education. I have more experience. Like just, do you though? Like, <laughs> like, what kind of business sense it, it does it make to do what you've just done? You just showed the world that you have no flipping idea 
how to do what you're trying to do, which is the very basic building block of having a business. If you have a business that employs people, you have to be able to communicate with them in such a way that will cause them to want to work for you. Because when you're first hiring young new people, you're probably not going to be paying these people $50,000, $70,000 a year with benefits and such. You're looking to hire the weekend help, the summer help, the boys and girls from high school, the older single parents, single mother, single father that might be helping, you know, raise a young baby, making ends meet, something like that. You're not giving these people the this lifelong career for the most part. Now, there might be someone who gets on there as a part-time and works into full-time and works their way through college and their husband or wife does something else and they become a manager and, and they stick with you. And that might happen, but that's like point. 001% of anyone that you would possibly be hiring. So you have to be able to talk with a little bit of compassion and leadership and experience and a certain understanding of human behavior. You know, something that they always tell podcasters is to not talk negatively. They also tell that to people who are running for office. Do not set up here and tell me what your opponent can't do, tell me what you can do. As far as podcasters go, they always tell podcasters, when you start out, you understand you might not have a pretty big audience. Don't start your first episode by saying, gee, I wonder if nobody's listening. Uh, is anybody out there? Hell, you guys probably don't want to hear what I have to say anyways. Is the three of you listening? Because people have a tendency to do that when they know that there are maybe only two or three people that might click on a link, they tend to self-depreciate and kind of give them uh, self those marks. And what happens is when folks go to click on that, if a person will be listening to a new podcast that they're checking out for the first time, and within the first five or ten minutes they hear the host knock themselves in a way like that, it puts that into their mind and they're like, well, wait a minute. If nobody else is listening to what this guy or gal has to say, why should I be here wasting my time listening to what this guy or gal has to say? So they click off and they don't come back. So there are ways of handling things like that to do it in a positive light. And I feel like this guy really missed the boat. You don't have to tell people what you're not looking for on a post like that and show your ass. You want to be the most happy, most welcoming person in the world, telling people that you are looking for positive, hardworking, quick, on their feet, thinkers that are willing to go above and beyond. Then when those people come and apply and you're going to hire those people, you can let them know what the expectations are. You can kind of walk them through behaviors that you might not necessarily like. And you do it one-on-one -on -one so you're not really showing your ass to the whole entire world. But I'll even take it a step further. You shouldn't be being misogynistic even one-on-one. -on -one. So I feel like this goes above and beyond his business sense and more just to the fact that this guy is not a very good person and, and or at least has some serious 
difficulty in how he goes about thinking about people of the opposite sex or people that he looks at as under him. He has a serious self-inflated ego that really needs to be brought down several, several levels. The other aspect of this is, and we're kind of now hearing about this in comments and various other back channels, are there's apparently several past employees, both male and female, that have a lot to say about the different idiosyncrasies that Mr. Good had while he was managing these folks. And none of these people apparently have given any interviews to news outlets uh, in any fashion, but I think some of them at least are wanting to talk. And I am in the process of trying to uh, possibly set up a future interview for one, two, or three of these folks. So I'm going to let anyone out there that's listening know if you or someone you know is is a past employee of Goods Candy Shop in Anderson, not the Kennard Shop, the Anderson Goods, please have them reach out to me. They can email me at khbilbury at gmail.com or they can call or text the studio line at 765-546-9796. Hey, we have a lot more show still to go, but we do probably need to take our second break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 157th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Chris. She's Amber. We'll be right back. Friends, I can tell you as a musician for the last 25 years whose primary instrument is the drum kit that it has taken a lot of hard work, dedication, and years to make myself as proficient as I feel like I am on that instrument today. During that same time, at various points and dozens of times, I have picked up and also then put down the guitar trying to learn enough to impress my friends, maybe impress a girl, play that really cool cover, or maybe try and write my own music. It's just really tough when you don't have the same kind of dedication that I had on the drums. Maybe you don't have the time, but you'd still like to noodle around. Studies show children that play musical instruments do better in math and science. Are you interested in starting them out early? Are you interested in making a little bit of beautiful noise that doesn't annoy everyone and relieves stress? Well, let me tell you, there is an invention just for you. It's called Bob McNally's Strumstick. Strumstick was invented by Bob McNally. It's a three-stringed musical instrument. It's especially for beginners, but everyone will enjoy it. I have one, and it is a blast. Because of the tuning and the way the frets are spaced, there are effectively no wrong notes. The Strumstick is designed to play in just one key instead of all 12. Look, if you know what that means, you're a musician and you'll love this thing. If you don't know what that means, it doesn't matter because you will love this thing. You really need to check it out. Go to Strumstick drumstick.com and check out Bob McNally's Strumstick. You will not be disappointed. All right, folks, welcome to the back half of the show, episode 157. I hope you're all doing well, and we want to thank you for sticking with us. Of course, we are talking about the unfortunate 
posting of Mr. Randy Good, the owner, soon to be former owner, if someone takes him up on his offer to buy the damn place, of Good's Candy Shop and Ice Cream Shop in Anderson, Indiana. Not to be confused with the same name, but different store of the same nature in Kennard, Indiana. If you want the very best in Good's Candy, Check out the Goods Candy in Kennard, Indiana. If you want the very best misogyny that Randy Good can give you until he's no longer the owner of Goods Candy in Anderson, then check out Goods Candy in Anderson. Uh, all right, so we're back, and before we went to the break, we were talking about the possibility of folks that had worked there in the past coming on and maybe bolstering some of the claims of misogyny against Randy Good. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if that happens or whatever shakes out there. I, I'm I'm wanting to verify very carefully anybody that we would have on. But if somebody is interested in coming on, I will give them the platform as long as we can back up everything that they would possibly be saying. I'm not going to get into the conjecture world. And I think that we could just deal with fact. And that would be strange enough in this case. So what really sucks is, if he would have got rid of all of the crazy crap, I agree with a lot of things that he was saying, okay? If he would have just been on his private post or even on the company post and had he been talking about good work ethic and he doesn't understand where that's went and this or that... I could possibly have seen getting behind what he had to say. But as soon as he starts taking it into the realm of, well, only the girls are doing this, and just because their mothers teach them, boys don't do this, then I've really got to get off there and be like, dude, what are you smoking? What have you rolled up into the Tootsie Roll and uh, been chewing on there because you're a little outdated there, pal. And I just don't understand because he was given a chance to maybe explain what he was saying, but he doubled down on it. And that's what's really crazy. And, and you know, the thing that sucks is when I was there, I saw all of the employees that are there and that count on that place for employment. And I'm sure that there are even more than what I saw. And I'm, sh I'm sure that this is affecting them. I'm sure that this is causing them heartache. And I'm sure there are people there that love their job. I'm sure that he's right. I'm sure that working there is a joy for some. I'm sure that is possibly the case. But how can it be a joy when this is going on? And what he doesn't realize is his ignorance has unintended consequences because as we've been saying there is a goods candy just 15 minutes from him all right in kennard indiana that has been affected by this because when people start seeing his misogyny and they want to go on and tell him off, they've just been Googling Goods Candy Indiana and sometimes his store in Anderson pops up, but 
sometimes the store in Kennard pops up, and people don't see the difference or know the difference or think it's the same place, and they're leaving bad reviews and bad comments on both stores. Well, that's hurting the rating of the store in Kennard. And what really sucks about this is, as we've been saying, they are not connected. They have nothing to do with each other now. However, the goods in Kennard is the original store, and at one time, both stores were part of the same chain under the same family, and that family has been fractured and it's changed, as families do, and now the stores don't have anything to do with one another, but the occupants and the owners of both stores are distantly related, and Mr. Randy Good has been nothing but trouble for his long-distant relatives just 15 minutes south uh, east in Kennard, and it's caused them all kinds of headaches. And so he just apparently doesn't give a damn, and that's what makes this so disgusting, and it makes what's happening to him, the backlash that he is receiving, and the fact that he's now apparently wanting to sell his business, it makes that so much sweeter. So now the thing is this misogynistic asshole does have his business up for sale and the running joke has been if a couple of us decide to put our money in and buy it as a group, would that make us all splitters? You know? (laughs) 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 Who is going to buy this store now? I think the original, the one in Kennard, should buy it. Now that would be genius. I don't know if they... I I have no idea what their financial situation is. Honestly, until this story, I did not even know that there was a Kennard, Indiana. I'm not (laughs) going to lie. But if if it's at all feasible, I think that would be, that would be like the, this would be like the Cinderella story of candy shops. Oh yeah. I think that would be absolutely gold. And I think the people that are working in the Kennard goods, candies, I think they tend to be a little bit more intelligent than Mr. Randy happens to be. And I, I, I can only say that based off of their reply to this whole situation. Obviously this has been a little bit of a headache for them, but they didn't take it laying down. Uh, do you want to give, uh, the read over on the owner's wife's reply to all of this craziness. I will also put a link of this reply in the description of this episode. So after Mr. Randy went on the news and basically did nothing to dispute the fact that he is sexist, the wife of the OG goods made a post and it is brilliant she shuts down any ifs ands or buts that came from mr randy so this woman's name is kathy and she says in 2007 my husband kevin and i inherited the original original in all caps by the way (laughs) goods candies in kennard indiana when his mother died very suddenly of breast cancer at the age of 57 We continued working as we had been, now the fourth generation of our family of honorable candy makers, and since then, he and I have also owned the registered trademark, also in all caps, on the name Goods Candies. A similarly named shop is located about 15 minutes from us, and its owner, a distant cousin of my husband, seems to have a lot on his mind, (laughs) as do I. Not only as a business owner, not only as a woman, as a person. 
If you find you are constantly surrounded by small-minded, petty women, it is because women of value know you simply have nothing to offer them. Oh. This, that, that statement right there, that should be turned into one of those like motivational quotes with flowers and yes. shit in the background yes. that people like me use as their cover photo. Yes, yes, I, that, because that is great. Like that is that is such a mic drop, and it is true from. I mean, 12 year olds that are just getting into middle school yes. to, you know, 80 year olds. Like, <laughs> I'm going to read this again just so you. Yeah, Rob, <laughs> I was going to say, read it again because it is a great line. If you find you are constantly surrounded by small minded, petty women, it is because women of value know you simply have nothing to offer them. <laughs> like, I could drop mics for days with that. Like, it's just amazing. And it, it just, I can think of like so many people right off the top of my head that this applies to where they're constantly posting like, oh, these dramatic women, get these petty women off my timeline. Petty Betty. I'm like, right. oh, well, maybe right. it's because boss Betty wants nothing, nothing to do with you. <laughs> That's good. So anyway, she goes on and she's quoting Randy. She says, where toxicity finds its roots is in leadership and you have clearly shown your impotence in this area. If the leader themselves splits his employees into subgroups, the employees will obviously follow suit and be fractured in the workplace. If the leader takes to social media to rant negatively about the very people who generate his living, he is instilling puker behavior and inviting all to join in, spreading the toxicity even further. You infer that women are the lesser for not resorting to physical violence to solve their problems like knuckle-dragging Neanderthals. Shall I send my husband over? I hardly see you as viable in that scenario either. Dude, I love <laughs> every line as she finishes every thought with like the best mic drop in the world. Like that one was great. So new, <laughs> new paragraph. I like I read that and my jaw dropped. I know, I know. I, I yeah, I'd like to talk to this lady. Yes. So she says, each archetype you've crudely rendered is something I see as a true opportunity for leadership. Perhaps if you talked with a teenage clock watcher, you'd come to learn she's concerned with the time because she has to get home to care for her younger sibling so her mom can leave for work. Leaders recognize that their staff deserves some grace and find the solution to help bring the crew back to equilibrium when they are having an off day or even month. And it's funny that she said equilibrium because I'm pretty sure he said like ice cream librium or something yes, in his original horrible. post. Yeah, yes. bad joke. <laughs> she goes on to think that the one has affected so many or has power is to ignore the fact that the attention is negative. You say you don't perceive weakness, but you are literally airing your complete list of insecurities for all to see. You are pointing out your biggest flaws and shortcomings on repeat. Talk about no end game. You have built a name you and your father have never owned, piggybacked on the reputation of a business you never worked at, and tarnished the name of your legacy without thought. You were truly busier than ever and undeterred. You wouldn't be folding days after this began. You simply don't have the resolve to stand in the light which you have painted yourself in, and you have no one on earth to blame but yourself. You say, I've never attacked, disrespected a woman in my life, and there is a zero evidence otherwise I publicly or personally injured anyone at any time. I guess you forgot about me. 
My family has actually been receiving threatening and bizarre emails from you for years. Friends also recorded you at our town board meeting. Man, those town board meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Asking if you could zone the home two doors down from our shop for business in an effort to take us down, end quote. Such a compliment that you see us as an incredibly formidable threat, but evidence you have subjected evidence you have subjected us to your erratic behavior for years since i know you are new to the internet the part of our time is i have the receipts (laughs) (laughs) and this this is the interesting part so i wanted to get the part that i'm going to read next um i did see a lot of comments on the news story where it was announced that he was selling And a lot of those comments were, oh, this was all a ploy. The original post was on purpose to drum up attention. So that way he would have a bigger market when he announces that he's selling. And I'm like, honestly, like that is a, it's a very risky, but, but very strategic decision. And this man does not strike me as that good of a strategist. Man, I didn't think about that, but I surely to God, I mean, it's like, let me destroy it so you can build it up. Um, I mean, you would have to think that whoever buys it would be wanting to buy it at a very, very cheaper figure now than what he could have sold it at even, you know, two weeks ago. So I just don't see how that would have been a good business move. That's kind of a smart thinking that someone would think that, but I, yeah, I don't see this guy as, as being that, that kind of thinker. Yeah. So I see why she is addressing that because it was very popular in the comments. So she says, for those who think this was a clever marketing scheme, that simply doesn't track. I have an email from mere days before this began where he again brought up buying our registered trademark, for which he's never brought a realistic offer. If he were using any business model to maximize profits, he would clearly want to secure the registered trademark at any price before moving forward with a publicity stunt and the eventual sale. Again, no endgame. All he has for sale is a metal building in central Indiana, recipes you can find on the internet, some used equipment, and a client list of people who don't want to hear another word from him. My daughters are too young for social media, but luckily they are being taught by a strong woman the valuable lesson that if you cannot be kind, you should be quiet. I'm also raising them to know that you don't have to be polite to boys who can't behave like gentlemen. I will always measure a person's success by their happiness, and I feel truly sorry for anyone who spends their life chasing anything else. Next time you step up to the podium, make sure you have something to say. Time's up, Randy. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) and and oh just just the cherry on top is the kissy face emoji (laughs) great i'm telling you that woman is absolutely brilliant and if there is a way that her family her husband and her and anyone else that's involved with that can buy the anderson goods candy shop i tell you that would be a boss move and i would go to both of those stores under that leadership all the time yeah i i mean i mean she already owns the 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 registered trademark. trademark 
I think that would make for some sweet revenge. Again, no pun intended. We need to reach out to this woman and see if she'll come on the show and talk to us. Even if she's done talking about Randy Good and the fiasco with his candy shop, which I could clearly see her possibly not wanting to talk about that, I would love to have her on and highlight what they're doing in their store and then have her talk about great business strategy and how they approach leadership and maybe give a business lecture on what they're doing and what other small businesses should be doing. And that could be a way to highlight positivity on this very dark and crazy experience that everybody's been a part of over the last two weeks, because this woman is a brilliant strategist and is witty and humorous. And I would love to talk with her. Even if she doesn't want to talk about this whole craziness, hopefully she would be willing to talk about how she sat down and created her response because I feel like she could give a masterclass just on how to craft the perfect response letter to something like this and how to burn the people without being rude and crossing the line, how to be witty and intelligent and hold your own without crossing uh, any kind of line that so often happens in today's world, specifically with social media. She was the shining example of how to drop so many microphones. <laughs> Yeah. What I want to know is how long did it take her to write this? Was this like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am? Or did it take her a little bit of time? She doesn't strike me as the type that like took, <laughs> you know, hours to write this and like typed and deleted and typed and deleted. Like, this is legit what this woman wrote. Oh, yeah, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. And as I said, I will link everything that we've talked about in the description of this episode. So you will have a link to his picture. You will have a link to his original post and you will have a link to her post as well as I will share the Facebook link to the goods candies, the original from Kennard, the original store, her family's store, the good goods, not the bad goods. I I will give you the link on the description for this. You can go there and give them a great comment. Leave them some good cheer. Help build their spirits. They've been dealing with a lot. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot link you to Randy Good's store's page because for some unknown reason, it's deactivated. Which I also found very interesting. Like, why jump ship? You know, if you're so sure that you were right, you don't need to apologize and you're great with leadership. Why are you jumping so quick? Uh, that's a really good question that I would love to ask him. And he is more than welcome to contact us if he wants to come on and give his piece. I don't think that he would want to. He's already been on the news channels that he said he would go on and he's declined others. But he's more than welcome to come on here if anybody hears this and shares this to him. I would gladly talk to him. I'm sure Amber would. And that's a question that I would like to ask him. If you're in the right on all of this and you're selling it and getting out from it so you can go on some kind of social media crusade or be done with it or whatever, why not leave that up? Maybe it's because his realtor, if he has something like that, uh, has advised him to get rid of this crazy shit if you want to sell it and you want to sell it at a price where you could possibly make any kind of money because I can assume that he is going to sell this at a loss because uh, it is tanked and so maybe they're trying to salvage something 
something. Maybe there's somebody out there that didn't hear or see about <laughs> hear about this or see this in the last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> I, I'm looking right now at the good goods candies from Kennard uh, at their Facebook page, and on their Facebook page they have a sign that reads. The original Goods Candies, always in good taste. And that made me think that I could take a sign from the bad goods from Anderson and take their sign and make it say, always in bad taste. I just keep seeing various different memes coming out from this. I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface here. And you know, a lot of people might say, well, is this too much? Are you just being mean just to be mean? You know, he's a person too. But, you know, at some point you got to say, what kind of a person? You know, is he a good person that's made a couple mistakes? Or is he a person who's made all of these mistakes all along and just never really been called out for them? And so now, you know, it's coming to pass. That kind of feels like what it is because, you know, who's going along doing just swimmingly and then out of the blue... Uh, just drives their entire career and business into the side of a mountain, that seems like it doesn't make sense unless there's something wrong and we find out there's like some kind of underlying medical condition that has made him do what he's doing, which would have to be the only other reason other than maybe he's just an asshole and it's finally catching up to him. Because why else would he be doing what he did? It he just strikes me as insecurity. Absolutely. Like, like I get I get the distinct impression that poor Mr. Randy was probably friend zoned a few too many times oh, in yeah. his life. <laughs> right. And it, he's just he's just a little bitter towards <laughs> the females. For, to be in such a sweet environment, he does seem to be fairly bitter. And it's just absolutely amazing to see how this has all played out. Uh, it's apparently made some pretty major national reach. Apparently, there's a subreddit that's popped up about this. There are several Facebook groups and other social media groups about this. It's been all over the Indiana news, as we said. It's been in some national publications as well. And it's just interesting to see how this is all played out and how quickly it went from such a minor, you know, backyard story to this great big ordeal that literally at least everybody in the Midwest uh, knew about. So this was a pretty topical and timely discussion here. Uh, I, I don't see a reason to necessarily rehash anything, but as I said, if anybody gets a hold of us that either used to work for him or has any verifiable information, we would definitely take a look at that. And I definitely, as long as she would be willing, would love to talk with uh, Kathy, the wife of the owner of the Kennard Goods candy because I think she is fantastic and I would be happy talking to her about anything. I think she could give us a master class on uh, business leadership and how to do things the right way. I would definitely love to hear from her if we can reach out to her and see if we could have her on. That would be fantastic. I noticed on her profile, she did do a, a segment with, I think, either WTHR or Wish TV. And she basically covered like leadership in the workplace. And I think 
I think that would be awesome. So many people could benefit from leadership in the workplace. Sure. Like I mean, we could, I mean, I, if we got started on that right now, I think we could go for another hour. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and that would be a good thing to talk about. And I know that you would love that and you would be in a great position to talk to her about that. And that would be a good, a good, a good conversation to have because that is, look, we are in a, a crisis right now where employees seem to, um, not be working and employers can't find people to work. And I know there's a lot that's involved with that. There's there's issues with how much people are getting paid. There's an issue with uh, unemployment payments and, and what's going on with these stimulus checks and, and whatnot. There's a whole lot that goes into this, but I think that everybody would would uh, be in a good position to benefit from a discussion with her on business leadership and employees in the workplace and working with people, working for people, and, and every bit of that. I think that would be fantastic. All right, so wrapping this up, now that we've talked about all of this, we've looked at both sides, we've discussed what we think, and kind of delve into a little bit of this and that, let me ask you, do you feel like what has happened here is a big deal, not a big deal? Do you feel like Mr. Randy Good is a victim of 2021 woke cancel culture? Or do you feel like he was out of line and what happened was a little bit of a sweet no pun intended, revenge, and karma kind of stepping up and saying, hey, I got to keep you in check, dude. I, I, I am not, not, not a fan of cancel culture. Not at all. But I am a very, very big fan of karma. I do believe while usually we sit around and wait for karma, like watching a pot of water waiting for it to boil. I believe that in this case, karma was like, Hey, 2020 was a bitch. Here you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> ah, well, very good. You know, I, I can't really add any more to that than what you have already said. Uh, I feel like you are spot on. I agree with you. You know, it was John Lennon that said, instant karma is going to get you, going to knock you right in the head. And I feel like in this case, it knocked him right square in the head. And we all were able to watch it. Hey, guess what it did? It freed up his future. <laughs> It did. Oh my gosh. Isn't that awesome? See how that worked out? It, it karma kind of freed up his future be, for him. Be the creator of your own destiny. That's great job. <laughs> Uh, that's exactly great. I, I think that's probably the best place to end it there. So uh, <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Tell uh, tell the people where they can find you. Yes, yes. You can find me on Facebook at Amber Green. Green has an E at the end of it, as per usual. My last name hasn't changed. Um, Still and you can find you can find the store at Fate Style Studio on Facebook and Instagram. Please, please, please go like the pages, follow the pages, share the pages. Um, I'm I am going to be announcing a contest in the near future to you know, generate some likes and such before the big grand opening. So please go check it out. 
Very good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know how to get in touch with me. Text or call the studio line at 765-546-9796. You can also email me at khbilbury at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook at Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook, or facebook.com forward slash bilbrey318. There you'll also find the live video episodes. You won't want to miss that. And as always, continue to share the show with everyone you know. We can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. All they have to do is search us by the full name Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's pretty easy. They'll find us everywhere. Or they can go to our home link at perception.fireside.fm. That's probably the easiest place to find us. And then from there, you can go to your favorite podcast hosting link like iTunes or Google Podcast or iHeartRadio or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever. It's all linked there. That is home base. If you want to do it with Google and you don't really know what a podcast hosting player is, well, then you can go and type in Bilberry Podcast. We will poll right up. Uh, as always, you guys have been fantastic. Continue to stay in the conversation. We can all better government and our community by our citizen involvement. And that is what truly matters. You guys continue to get educated. Stay safe. God bless. We'll talk to you again real soon. See you later. Bye. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.